Today's Leading Women episode 489 with the wonderful Mayor Van Dyke. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Mayor Van Dyke. Mayor Van Dyke is the CEO and founding partner of AquaStream, an eco-friendly digital advertising system designed within a network of personal water bottle refill stations. At the touch of a button, visitors fill their personal bottles with free, cool, fresh tasting water. As digital media plays on the 30-inch monitor, anonymous viewer data is captured to support brand advertiser media buys. Their goal is to partner with sponsors and schools to expand awareness and engage users to attack the issue of plastic bottle waste, one refill at a time. To learn more, visit www.aqua. Stream.com. That's A Q W A S T R E A M.com. Women of the world, Miss Mayor Van Dyke. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Marie. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Mayor, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with AquaStream. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Uh, yes. And again, I'm really excited to be here. Um, and we do believe in our mission to be an eco-friendly way to advertise. Um, first, let me say just a quick thing about the product side of our business before we get into the heart of it. You know, our water refill and digital media stations, they're hydration stations. They connect to the water and electric, you know, indoor host locations like schools and corporate campuses and gyms and government buildings. You know, their host water is passed through our commercial restaurant grade filtration system because it's important that the water is chilled and tastes good so people return again and again to fill their bottles and see the digital media on the station monitor. Now, our value proposition is the viewer data we provide to the sponsors and advertisers of our stations. As for the idea behind it, you know, selling bottled water was, it was really marketing genius. 
But because of the environmental disaster created by single-use disposable plastic bottle, it, bottles, it, it is time to turn the tables. Um, I expect we can all picture the watering hole concept where animals gathered and, and then people congregated. They filled their vessels and learned about the news in their community. If you fast forward to the U.S. where we have experienced the office water cooler and the jokes, and there's a lot of jokes around the communication of the around the water cooler. Well, Aquastream is a water cooler on steroids, It meaning state-of-the-art technology. We set out to solve two problems, creating a reason for people to, to visit these stations. And the first, of course, is to provide free, free chilled water so that people can refill their bottles and reduce the waste caused by disposable plastic bottles. And second is to provide advertisers a place to communicate and not just advertisers, but the environmental story that can be told from people like Water Use It Wisely or Keep America Beautiful, that they can talk to their customer demographic, you know, where they, where they congregate. So that's, that's basically the, the general idea and the, the niche behind our business. Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how the idea came about as well as how you morph it to what it is right now. I love the story behind it. I love how you explain it to us, how it works. Great. I am, I'm really on board with you with doing anything that we can to save our planet. So great that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? Well, my background, Marie, is marketing and advertising, and and I also have many miles of bicycling and a love for hiking, and it just fuels my appreciation for the environment and noticing what's happening and, and just just to have play more of a role in, in protecting it. And this business began with the statistics we uncovered while we were developing our concept and solving these two problems. First, the environmental concern and the idea of capturing data for a targeted demographic. There was a report published by the Business Insider that included 15 outrageous facts about the bottled water business. And these facts inspired me, and they also confirmed my year-long, years-long commitment carrying my own personal water bottle. Anytime anybody sees me, I'm always carrying something with water. I mean, living here, you know, it's just important to stay hydrated. Well, a couple of these, these outrageous facts, um, to manufacture demand, the beverage companies actually declared war on tap water through advertising. I'm sure a lot of us have heard that the tap water isn't good for you and, and all the different chemicals that are in it. And as a result, Americans are now drinking more bottled um, drinking more bottled water than milk or beer. And in 2011, the sales of bottled water they tallied to a global forecast of over 86 billion, with a B, in profits. And then a report by uh, Food and Water Watch says about almost half of all this bottled water is actually tap water. So. Then you get into mentioning that the production of the the plastic bottles uses this amount of plastic bottles uses 17 million barrels of oil a year. And it takes three times the water to make, you know, to make the bottle as it does to fill it. Now, 
I don't want to get like highly um, statistical about all this, but it just adds up to a, a big rationale for me to see if we can do something one refill at a time. And on the other side of the problem, that was the um, environmental piece. And if you look at our advertising piece, according to a 2013 report uh, by the agency DDB Worldwide, 54% of millennials say they use a refillable water bottle when they drink water outside the home. And, and that's, that's great to know. And it's a clear indication that an AquaStream water refill station will attract this hard-to-reach demographic and allows us to efficiently display targeted media um, messaging from brands to them and also provide value to advertisers in the form of the viewer data. We had a pilot station in the Sun Devil Fitness Complex on the campus of Arizona State University, and we dispensed over 130,000 bottles in a year and captured data on over 83 um, viewers in a 12-month test. So um, it's beginning to work. Wow, those statistics that you shared with us, it really gives us a perspective of the depth of the problem in terms of this plastic bottles um, floating around. So that really is very helpful for our listeners too. And it's so helpful for me too, so that because now we understand why is it important to to be an advocate for these uh, refill stations, for example, what uh, Mayor and her company is putting out there because it really saves our not only our environment, but our planet as a whole. So putting that statistics in front of us uh, help us to understand the depth of the problem and what we can do about it. I mean, one refill station at a time, one person at a time, we can all do this together. So great that you have this one out there. But let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I think, I think first of all, Marie, um, I, I believe you have to embrace technology and numbers, you know, even if they're not your primary skill set. And I'm probably what bloggers would refer to as an encore entrepreneur. And, and technology was not an underlying skill set required during my education or early professional career. All the years that I was working early on, it, 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 we didn't have the benefits of technology that we've had today. But I've always believed that it's all about the numbers. Um, you know, I think that understanding that numbers were important really helped me. And second, I have a personal mantra that you, you've got to keep moving. It's always been a personal mantra before this venture. When you get hung up on a problem or a situation, you really kind of like have to move off the dime and look at it from a different angle. Anything that's looping in your head prevents you from the fresh thoughts and ideas that you need to move forward. So living by that mantra has helped me. And, and third, persistence. I, I guess I'm pretty stubborn. I have a stubborn streak not to give up. Even if I approach it a different way, I'm still trying to attack the same problem. So I would have to say that those would be my personal traits that, that have helped me so far. 
Mm, so that's understanding numbers, keep moving, persistence, great personal qualities here or traits that Mayor just shared with us. And the goodness is that we can all cultivate and adapt these qualities or these traits that she just shared with us. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I would have to say on some days, my biggest challenge can be getting out from behind my computer and getting into the community to network with others. Um, not only for station placement and sponsorship, but just for the reinforcement that you're alive and your your goals and aspirations are in line with what others are trying to do out there. And there's so much to learn in the bu- business of um, building a business. And we're constantly faced with the challenge to find the right teachers and align ourselves with the right professionals that share the mindset. And you have to be out in the community to do this. You can go to networking groups where you meet some great people, but they're not the right fit. And you just have to find your niche. Um, I'm an alumnus of a incubator program called Seed Spot. And their mission was supporting innovative social entrepreneurs and It has been so helpful to me because it was a challenge, you know. I've had some speaking experience in the past, even standing in front of a classroom as a teacher. But participating in this type of an incubator program like SeedSpot and going through the process of fine-tuning a timed pitch and and receiving feedback, (laughs) feedback can be painful, really helped me. It was a real gift to to receive and meet that challenge. Um, And I wanted to mention something here that, Marie, I actually thought was going to be a challenge when I started this business with with our two other partners and was getting out and about in the community. There's so much buzz about entrepreneurs in their 20s and 30s. You know, they have a fresh approach and a a less risk-adverse attitude, not to mention energy. But I was wrong. I, I never once felt like I was beyond the age demographic to pull off a startup like the stunt we're doing. I mean, I I really now much more appreciate that it's a godsend that I have a lot of years experience in business. I still have the energy to do it. And I've been able to share a real camaraderie with the younger entrepreneurs. So for women out there who who feel like, oh, yeah, I guess if I was in my 30s, I would do that. You know, if you're in your late 40s or 50s or or beyond, um, it it's a it's a refreshing change in your life that um, it is is so powerful. It's not it turned that challenge into something gold. One other challenge about our business, unlike software or app startups, ventures like ours that involve manufacturing, we need more than just sweat equity. You know, capital is necessary for production. You know, what good is technology if you don't have the hardware to deliver it? So capital is always a challenge. And our next challenge, and the one we're most excited about, is our launch in the marketplace. You know, after this successful testing we've had at ASU, we're ready for for new opportunities presented to our brand. And I'm facing that challenge by building our team out with people smarter than 
than me and um, facing that challenge of the plastic waste one at a time and providing value to sponsors. Mm, huge lessons in those uh, challenges that you shared with us. So for our listeners out there, you, you know, when this, if this challenge happens to you, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out, you now know what to do. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to these challenges who have, have uh, already in business. And especially for, for those who are thinking of going to business or are just starting out, these I'm sure you run out of, you run into the challenges, but now you know how to deal with them because now um, Mayor has just shared with us how she was able to overcome these challenges that she faced building her business. So thanks for sharing those. Now let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Now that's a really good question. And my answer may be a little bit different because of the stage of my life. As I mentioned I'm an encore entrepreneur. I'm, I'm not challenged right now by the obligations of children or the responsibilities that, that may come with younger entrepreneurs, but I have a different type of a situation. It so happens that my husband, Warren, is also a founding partner of AquaStream. He designed the station and manages all the manufacturing details. This is both a good thing and a trying thing because you can't go home from your job to get away from <laughs> the, the day-to-day relationship. Fortunately, we don't get in each other's way because our skill sets really don't overlap. He's artistic, mechanical, and a problem solver, and I'm more into driving legal marketing and communication. So we we do different things. But as you can imagine, um, the conversation, it's hard to get out of the conversation of business and into the conversation of of other aspects of life. Um, we do love to hike and enjoy great food, so we're always out and about in, in, in the environment. I would say three important tips for maintaining work-life balance is, first of all, you have to surround yourself with positive, intelligent people. And unfortunately, this may mean that some of your friends may have to go by the wayside. You know, make sure your significant other can be supportive, especially since startups can be really time-consuming. Even if you're not doing something in your in your venture, you're talking about it or thinking about it. So you always have that far off look in your face when you're doing something else. Um, second, get outside. I mean, I I love to be outside. The fresh air and a brisk walk can can help you make clear headed decisions. Even if you don't feel like it, just forcing yourself to get around the block just makes a really big difference. And third, I I think it's important to find some time to have some laughs. You know, life really is short, and to miss out on opportunities to to have a good laugh is is um, time that you can't capture back. Mm, gold in there. I mean, tips 
in terms of this work-life balance that Mary just shared with us, I those are really huge and helpful for us. I, I'm challenged with work-life balance too on a daily basis, but uh, I don't look at it as striving for perfect balance because I don't believe there is such thing. But the tips that Mary just shared with them, I mean, surrounding yourself with positive, intelligent people and supportive family are really helpful. And I'm glad that you shared that one with us about you and your husband. And I mean, being co-founders of a company, I'm sure for listeners out there who are in the same situation, I'm sure you can relate to that. And of course, it's really important to get outside, go for a walk, even just, especially for us who are working from home and being in our computer almost the whole day, it's really important to stretch and go outside, have a positive and just five, 10 minute walk outside the block or just going outside and enjoy the sun and, and also incorporate those Outdoor activities like hiking, for example, something that gets you outside and keep you in physical, uh, physical shape and uh, physical form, and uh, even just doing these physical activities that will help you not only keep you fit but for your mental and uh, spiritual well-being really helpful and of course find some time to laugh and enjoy life. I mean, after all, we are building this business too enjoy life to enjoy what we what we are accomplishing enjoy what we have enjoy the family enjoy the loved ones that we have so it's really important to find that time and not just work 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 and i i am preaching to acquire here but i learned it myself too i mean there's all there's more to just building a business and i know we are so passionate about what we're doing our business that it's no longer work for us but there are also other areas in our lives that are important so make time for those i think that's the bottom line here now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now I would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I have to say in my situation, the way AquaStream is such a manufacturing, technology, community, environment, I mean, it has so many facets to it that I had to create milestones along the business development process. And, and they included if, when the product was developed and when the CAD work was complete and when the technology was, you know, testing out. I mean, all these individual pieces and parts, it's like taking time to at least acknowledge your wins. I mean, you're, you're, you're just a, a sum of all these parts. And it's important to acknowledge that once each, each of them work, that they're there, that is a benchmark to success. Um, we, when we tested our pilot station, and ASU is one of the largest universities here in the United States, it, it was a real milestone, first of all, to have that station placed. And then a year later, when, the, when it was complete, and everything worked at it as it was supposed to work, and along the way, we, we tweaked and changed things, every little step of that, of that process was, was a benchmark to our success. And providing the viewer data, of course, you know, that was important to us. 
But the cool thing was that we filled over 130,000 bottles of water and we monitor it remotely. And the cool thing is I would be looking at my app on my phone and I'd be like waiting and waiting and I'd, I'd refresh and then the number would change. And as soon as it changed to like 25,000, I would snap a screenshot and tweet it out. You know, I was so excited to be to be seeing it remotely and to know that it was going on. So those those numbers added up to success for us. Um, but they say to celebrate all wins, but it's, it's not that easy when you have a big picture vision like I do. We're really excited most about our next benchmark, and that is the, the true market deployment and growth in revenue. Mm, so success is acknowledging and celebrating each milestone. I love your perspective on success. And yes, I agree with you. Sometimes, especially if we have a big vision, it's so hard to celebrate those small wins. But it's, it's important to understand and also to take time to celebrate those. I mean, it doesn't have to be big wins. Those small wins adds up and that really gives you, that really inspires you to even achieve more. So for our listeners out there, you know, pause and celebrate those small wins as well, because those and acknowledge them, because those are benchmarks. Knowing that you know that you are going the right direction, great perspective there. Now I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so. Take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Oh, first and foremost, I would have to say, Marie, is to find something you're passionate about and bring it to life. And it's interesting because in, in my situation, you know, I've always been passionate on the environmental side, but I knew to make this a, a value added venture in the marketplace because not everybody is, is, has the green zone going on. I had to pull that together with the technology side. So find something you're passionate about and bring it to life. And you don't have to isolate it to the passion. You can bring in the contemporary technology that adds value to it. Um, it it's going to be a commitment. And you have to, if you're going to be in it for the long haul it and it won't be easy, it better be something that you care about. It better be a problem that you believe in. Um, early on, I met a successful entrepreneur and he told me, Play it like a game. I never forgot that valuable advice because it allowed me to kind of remove my personal feelings and set up my game board, all the pieces and parts that had to happen for this to work, what makes it a valuable um, proposition. You know, playing it like a game really, really, really helped me. Um, and second, know right up front that you can't do this yourself um, and you don't have to. You know, entrepreneur roundtables and incubators and networking groups for startups, they're available and many of them are free. The people that you meet along the way help each other and there is a real energy shared that adds value to your life. You know, reach out for support when things are not progressing. 
or, or you find your energy level is flagging. You just have to, again, get away from the computer, get out and, and talk to people. But you can't do it yourself. Those people are um, there in spirit for you as well. And third, and I don't want to take the fun out of building a new venture, but third, I must say, don't sign anything important without legal counsel. Um, those early agreements can come back and haunt you. This is part of playing it like a game technique. You know, it really is. Um, each of these pieces on the game board play an important role if, if you want to win. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to find something you're passionate about and bring it to life. This has been a theme over and over again here at Today's Leading Women from our previous guest. And now Mayor is just shared with us again. It's really important to know that to do something that you love, that you're passionate about doing and bring that one to life. That's a tip that I live by. I know it is help a lot of us if we hit it so and i love the phrase the quote that you've just uh, shared with us play it like a game i like that i actually wrote that one myself because that will uh, really get me into thinking about instead of i mean thinking about our business as a game and putting the, the puzzles and it's like it will make it fun as well so great tip there and the second one is to reach out for support yes you don't have to do this alone the good news is that we have the resources around us both online and offline that we can tap into there's a lot of networking groups support groups business people like-minded people that we can network with for support that we can get we can ask help and receive help from. So you don't have to do this alone um, yourself. You reach out for help and ask for help. The third one is to, which is equally important in business, is to not sign anything without legal, legal counsel. I mean, in our um, day, during, uh, I mean, in our time, it's really important to have that uh, written and, uh, for example, a written contract, for example, from a, a legal counsel, from a... Um, um, authorized persons, for example, especially if you are in partnership with somebody or anything that you do in business-wise, it's really important to get that legal advice or legal counsel from authorized people. Great tips here that Mayor just shared with us. Let's take action on them today. Last but not the least, Mayor, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Well, I would say the the biggest benefit is that the sponsors and advertisers of our stations, whether they be in corporate offices or universities, um, they the, those sponsors can engage target audiences and test new messaging on our digital playlist. And in return, they receive viewer data reports, you know, the eyeballs, having seen the screen. That's a pretty exciting ROI for a return on investment for a media buyer who wants to test new messages. And again, um, as I mentioned earlier, we, we tally up the bottle count fills on the station. So as people are filling their bottle there, it's a reinforcement that they're doing something. It's a singular action that has a, a sum of others to show environmental respect and refilling the bottles and actually taking a role in this important environmental movement to reduce plastic bottle waste. And also the um, like station hosts, like 
call centers or medical facility, conference centers, they can provide their employees or visitors with a destination to fill their personal water bottles for free with water that tastes good. People don't go through this process because it doesn't taste good. So we made sure that it was fresh and, and chilled so that the people will get into the habit of this good idea. And, you know, of course, the overarching benefit is reducing single-use plastic water bottles. Yeah, so that's www.aquastream.com. That's A-Q-W-A-S-T-R-E-A-M.com to find out more about this. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, aquastream.com, and be involved. Get involved with this movement. I think we, this is the list that we can do um, to help our environment, to help our, our to, sa- to help save our planet. But not only that, you know, having this uh, filtered station, uh, water, water stations that provides us fresh water. I mean, what more can we? I mean, this is so huge help, uh, not only for 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 those uh, um, areas that, uh, for example, these stations uh, that you, you know, that they have this one. But I mean, if we, you can help each other by uh, joining the movement or or uh, or being an advocate for this, that would help not only yourself, uh, I mean, HFS, but our environment as a whole. So get involved and a lot for you to go there at aquastream.com. And if they want to avail of this, how, how could they get connected with you? Would they just go to your website? For example, for our listeners out there who, for example, have have businesses or have offices or like that how can they get this into their uh, their um, uh, offices for example oh um they can go to aquastream.com and it is a q w a stream and um they can fill out the contact information and i'll connect with them right away all right, so that's aqwastream.com. You can find their contact information from there. So for our listeners out there, especially if you have offices or if you are a business that uh, you want, even if, are these available for home use as well? Uh, they are for commercial applications. Okay, so for commercial applications only for our listeners out there who have businesses and have offices, I highly encourage you to check it out. AQ wastream.com and connect with Mayor and her company and how you can you can uh, get this in your offices in your or in your uh, in your uh, business uh, establishment so thank you for sharing that with us and uh, by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Mayor Van Dyke, or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is www.aquastream.com. That's A-Q-W-A-Stream.com. Mayor, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wishing more success in business and in your life. Thank you as well, Marie. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one, after you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, Click the rate and review button. 
Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.